Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week we have an episode of the Alan Young Show called Buying Stock. It first aired on April 4th, 1947. Crystal Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste for the smile of beauty and Vitalis for well-groomed hair, bring you the Alan Young Show. Well, it's Friday night, and once again we meet the star of our show, that young man who is young today and young forever, Alan Young. <laughs> Well, Sunday is Easter, and Alan is out with his girlfriend, Dolores Darling, helping her buy a new Easter box. Women's hats look funnier every year. Look at the ones over here, Alan. I've never seen such a collection of hats. Imitation fruit salad, the Swiss cheese sandwich with potato chips. Look at that one. I malted with an egg in it. Alan, you promised to help me pick out an Easter hat. They're so strange looking. Look at that one over there. It won't bite you. You mean that gopher's dead? <laughs> They carry the very, very latest style here. Uh-huh. Look at that hat with the big brim. It's like a Victrola record, huh? Well, that's what it's called, Alice. The new Victrola record hat. Does you see the sign next to it? Oh, yes. Sale on Victrola record hats. twelve ninety five. Light, comfortable. On a windy day, it plays the anniversary song. <laughs> now, Alan, if you're going to make fun of the new styles, I'll shop for my hat alone. Okay, I'm, I'll go over to the men's department and look at a hat for myself. Well, I'll see you later. Okay, Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> Women's hats. Every year they get sillier and sillier. Well, here's the men's department. I wonder if there's a salesman. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yes, what can I do for you? I, are you the salesman? Well, I'm not hanging around these Adam hats because I'm Eve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to, uh, to buy a new hat for Easter. Well, well, what size head do you have? Well, I'm not sure. You better take a look at it. Oh, okay. Hmm. That reminds me, I gotta go bowling tonight. <laughs> Well, look, do you think you can fit me with a hat? Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, we'll just try on different hats until we find the right size. Sure. Now, let's start with a big one. Yeah. Size 11 and a quarter. <laughs> 11 and a quarter? Yeah. I'm looking for a hat, not an apartment. <laughs> well, uh, I'll try a small one, yeah. size 5 and an 8. That's way too small. Now, please stand still. I'm sure I can get it on your head. No, but you see... I might have to force it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off. Take it off! It's dark in here. It's too tight. Okay, okay, I'll pull it off. There, I got the hat off. Gee, that was the tightest hat I ever... Thought my ears had never come back up. Well, uh, look, uh, perhaps you'd look better in this beret. A beret? Well, pump it up. I'll be back some other time. Thank you. Beret. Look, Dolores is through shopping. Oh, there she is. Well, Dolores, I see you bought your new hat. Yes, I did, and it's the... 
Oh, you didn't get one. Now, how are you going to walk in the Easter parade without a new hat? I'll wear my old one. Your old one? Why, Alan, that old hat of yours is square on the bottom, all dented in on both sides, and comes to a point on top. Give me one good reason why you wear it. It fits my head. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels comfortable. I don't see anything wrong with my hat. I suppose you're going to wear that old suit in the Easter parade, too. Of course, I'm. It's a good suit. Even before prices went up, this cost eleven ninety-five. <laughs> well, I'm not going to walk in the Easter parade with you if you wear that suit. But, Dolores... I mean it. The coat and pants are both terrible. Now, look, Dolores, my mother never criticized my father. Well, that suit was a lot newer then. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Alan. Gee, clothes mean so much to a woman. Maybe I'd better go home and press this suit. Might make it look better, you know? Hello, Jonathan. Hello, my lad. Whoa, you seem a bit upset. I am, Jonathan. I had an argument with Dolores about my clothes. I think I'll wear my other suit tonight. Well, if you do, my boy, you'll find it rather lumpy. Lumpy? Yes, I shall be in it, too. <laughs> wish you'd stop wearing my suits. You're heavier than I am, and the pants get all out of shape. Oh, nonsense, my lad. They're too big on me now. I have to sit down twice before I can hit bottom. <laughs> well, there was a time when Jonathan Mildew didn't have to wear borrowed clothes. I was the best-dressed Shakespearean actor of the day. You should have seen my pants, my boy. The creases in my trousers were so sharp, they could slice ham. <laughs> Did it cut you badly? <laughs> Well, just if you wish, my lad. But in theatrical circles, Jonathan Mildew was a name to be reckoned with. Oh, John, you're always dragging in your career. How do I know you were ever on Broadway? You doubt my word? Do you dare imply that the great Jonathan Mildew's successes on the stage are just a figment of his imagination? Do you dare suggest that my theatrical career is nothing but fabrications and lies? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it makes good conversation. <laughs> so Dolores says she wouldn't even walk in the Easter parade with me. Well, I suppose your rich friend, Hubert Updike, will be the best-dressed man in the parade, the same as last year. Oh, naturally. Look what he wore last year. A mink sweatshirt with ermine shorts. <laughs> Probably win again this year, you know. Speak of the devil. There's filthy rich Updike now. Well, I'll see you later, my boy. I must rehearse with Shakespeare. Okay. Oh, Alan, I'm here, I'm here. Come tweak my ears, for I'm a great big Easter bunny. <laughs> you, but you, you seem pretty happy this morning. Yes, Alan, in a few days it will be Easter, and Easter is the season of love. Well, I suppose you sent a box of chocolates, the one you love best? Well, I was going to, Alan, but I like fudge. <laughs> But you, you don't even know what Easter means. Oh, is that so? Well, I spent all morning coloring mink eggs. <laughs> but eggs come from chickens. How can you get a mink to lay eggs? We use whips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a witty one, yeah. <laughs> That's enough. I guess you'll be the best-dressed man in the Easter parade again, huh? Yes, yes. I just bought a new suit for the parade, Alan. It cost me four and a half million dollars. Four and a half million for a suit? Well, after all, it came with two pair of pants. Oh, well... <laughs> you, but you really think you're a fashion plate, don't you? Well, I am, Alan. I've got 370,000 suits. Huh? 
I've got the longest closet in the whole world. How long is your closet, Hubert? Well, just to give you a rough idea, I keep all my scotch plaids in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, so you're the, you're the best-dressed man in town, huh? Well, I'll bet you can't answer a simple question on style. Uh, what is it, Alan? What's the proper thing to wear on your pants, suspenders or a belt? I don't wear either one. Yeah. Well, you don't? Your pants fall down. Not mine, Alan. Hubert, if you don't wear suspenders or a belt, your pants are bound to fall down. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> look, anybody could look as good as you in those fancy clothes. Here's half, so just to prove that you're wrong, I'll give you one of my suits. Here it is, right in this box. Hubert, you pay millions of dollars for your suits. Why are you giving this one away? The battery is getting weak and my buttons don't light up. <laughs> Give me one of his suits. Alan, the boy, I overheard the whole thing. Yeah. That suit of Hubert's will look wonderful on you. Look wonderful on me? Jonathan, do you think I'd wear one of Hubert's old suits? Do you think for one minute that Alan Young would put second-hand clothing on his back? Do you think I'd stoop so low as to clothe myself in one of Hubert Updike's cast-away suits? Yes. <laughs> Help me put it on. <laughs> How does it feel on you, Alan? Well, it's pretty good. Sleeves are just right. Pockets are nice and deep, and I... Yeah. Gee, there's something in this pocket. It's a piece of paper. Jonathan, look at this. What does it say, my boy? Listen, important reminder. Don't fail to buy A.C. and T. today. Sure to move fast. A.C. and T. My lad, this is inside information on a stock. If Hubert Updike is buying this stock, it's a sure thing. Jonathan, we'll get every penny we have and invest it in A.C. and T. You're right, my lad. This is the start of my financial career. I shall become a Wall Street tycoon. What'll you be, a bull or a bear? <laughs> An elephant. I'll make so much money I have to carry it around in my trunk. <laughs> Well, let's hope the boys make it. Before we see, I wonder if you fellows listening would do something for me. And for yourself, too. Run your hand over your hair. Does your hand feel greasy? Well, if it does, believe me, your hair looks just the way your hand feels. Greasy. Sticky. And unattractive. You know, Mr. Warrington, to me, there's nothing makes a man more unattractive than slick, greasy hair. Yet a man can keep his dry, unruly hair under control without getting that greasy look by getting Vitalis. For Vitalis contains no mineral oil. Only natural vegetable oils are in Vitalis. And they give your hair a natural, masculine look. But that's not all Vitalis can do for you. The Vitalis 60-second workout loosens your tight, dry scalp. Routes loose dandruff and helps prevent excessive falling hair. Your scalp feels wonderful. Your hair looks well-groomed as nature intended without that greasy patent leather shine. So if you want to look your best tomorrow, get a bottle of Vitalis tonight. Well, Alan Young found a note in Hubert Updike's suit reminding Hubert to be sure and buy AC and T. Alan and Jonathan have decided to take advantage of this inside information. We find them now gathering together all their wealth. 
Don't worry, Jonathan. We'll have plenty of money to buy that stock. Plenty of money. Let's count it again, my boy. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five in that pile. One, two, three, four, five. Five in that pile. Five in this pile and three here. Well, that's 18 all together. Yeah. We get two cents back in each one of these bottles. Lad, <laughs> 36 cents isn't enough to buy stock. We'll have to pawn our belongings. That's a good idea. Why don't you look around your room for some valuable possessions, huh? Okay, my lad. Uh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> oh, it's my landlord. Hello, Mr. Bloodstone. It's a beautiful day, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan, I'm uh, here for my rent money. But, Mr. Bloodstone, I just paid you three days ago. Why should he be asking for rent money again? I'm greedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bloodstone, at least you've got to admit we take pretty good care of your house. I'll judge that for myself. Let me just go around a minute here. Aha! Someone's been sitting on the chairs. <laughs> well, Mr. Bloodstone... And I suppose you've been stepping on the rug and sleeping on the bed? <laughs> well, I have another confession to make. What is it? We've been turning the doorknobs. I warned you about that. And look at the size of that cake of soap. You took a bath this week. Well, I couldn't help it. I was dirty. I told you what to do. I know, but sandpaper hurts. Never mind. You'd better take better care of my property or I'll raise the rent. I don't care if you do raise the rent. Pretty soon I'll have plenty of money. I've got some inside information on a big stock deal. Well, I don't care whether you... Uh, well, perhaps I've misjudged you, Mr. Young. <laughs> Tell me about this stock. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a sure thing. Bound to go up. <laughs> In a few days you can make a fortune. <laughs> Are you laughing or laying an egg? <laughs> Tell me, uh, what's the name of this stock? It's AC&T. AC&T. I'll go out and buy some. But if that stock should go down, you'll be wearing a new style for Easter. New style? Yes. An off-the-face nose. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> nice fella. Mr. Bloodstone's going to invest money, too, huh? I better make sure that stock is going up. I'll check with Mr. Busby, the editor of the Van Nuys Gazette. He ought to know. He's editor of the financial page, too. Chief, certainly a busy newspaper. Here's Mr. Busby's office right here. Come in. Come in. Come in! Uh... Pardon, Mr. Busby. Speak up, young man. Speak up. I haven't got all day. Busy Busby, they call me. Busy Busby. Can't rely on anybody around here. I've got to do everything myself. If I'm not checking the results of the latest elections, I'm down to the bowling tournament finding out the highest scores. Well, what do you want? Yeah. Well, Mr. Busby, you're editor of the financial page, aren't you? That's right. That's no every stock. No every single stock. I can tell you whether it's going up or coming down. Going up or coming down. Going up or coming down. Mr. Busby, let me offer the fifth floor, please. <laughs> Mr. Busby, before we go any further, I'd like you to settle down. Sorry, you're not my type. <laughs> I don't want to get married. I just want some information on a certain stock. You should get married, young. Every man should get married. Every man should get married. Why should every man get married? Why should I suffer alone? <laughs> I want to see my wife. 
Can't stand a woman with big feet. Yeah, well, look, I came to see you about a stunt. Biggest feet in town. The biggest feet in town. <laughs> Mr. Busby. He doesn't wear shoes. Walks around in orange crates. <laughs> Never mind. On account of her big feet, we had to buy twin beds. Mr. Twin beds? My wife and I sleep in one bed, and those big feet sleep in the other. <laughs> Took off her shoes last night in the movie. Three people climbed in, thought they had box seats. <laughs> now, you're exaggerating. 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 You should see her toes. Why, they're bigger than her feet. Huh? Had those big toes even when she was a kid. Used to have to play this little elephant went to market. <laughs> so, Mr. What about the stock? Do you think AC&T is a good buy? Good buy? Good buy. I didn't know you were going. Well, hold on, young. No, no, I'm not going. I, I want to know about that stock. Oh, oh yes, yeah, stock, stock. AC&T is a great buy. I'll put a thousand dollars in it myself. That's what I'll do. I'll put a thousand dollars in it myself. Oh, thanks, and goodbye. Uh, uh, so long, Busby. Uh, uh, tell your wife to send those big feet of hers to the laundry. They'll shrink them. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fuzzy's buying some stock. Everybody's buying stock. <laughs> Later, Dolores finds out about this big business deal. She'll be anxious to walk in the Easter parade with me. Oh, hello, Alan. Hello, girl. <laughs> well, won't you come in? You bet you. Girl, I've, I've came here to give you another chance to walk with me in the Easter parade. Oh, have you decided to buy a new suit? One suit? Girl, I'll have more suits than you can shake a stick at. That is, if you care to go around shaking sticks at suits. <laughs> Alan, what's happened to you? What's happened? I've become a big businessman, a financial cocoon. <laughs> Alan, you a businessman. How did you get mixed up in the stock market? Inside information, my dear. This is just the beginning, girl. I shall branch out into foreign markets. You'll be a real Wall Street wizard. Right you are! Give this girl a box of Snickers. <laughs> I, shall, I shall buy up all the Hawaiian pineapple. I'll buy up all the Hawaiian sugar. I'll even buy up all the hula hula dancers. Hula hula dancers? I like a shaky proposition. <laughs> I, I can't get over this change in you, Alan. You're so masterful. Ah, you're so right, my girl. My new Alan Young, domineering, forceful. Come to me. Come to me. I shall hug you until your ribs snap, pop, and crackle. Snap, pop, and crackle? Step up, girl. Let's make like Rice Krispies. Honey, I've never seen you like this before. Mm, come here. And I'm going to cover your hair with my burning kisses. I want to press my burning lips into your hair. Sorry if I melted your bobby pins. you this way. I owe it all to AC&T. Well, Alan, if that stock is so good, I ought to buy some, too. I'll go right upstairs now and call a broker. Put every penny you have into it, girl. <laughs> I'll make that phone call right now. Okay. I'm sure glad I saw that note in Hubert's suit. Little does he know the good turn he's did me. <laughs> Alan, what are you doing here? <laughs> Oh, he's acting. Right. I came to see Dolores here, but I've, I've got news for you. On Sunday morning, I shall be walking in the Easter parade with the loveliest creature in the whole world. Well, sorry, Alan, but I promised to walk with someone else. 
Never mind you, but I'm taking Dolores walking in the Easter parade. What is this? You heard me, Hubert. I'm taking Dolores walking in the Easter parade. But, Alan, she promised to walk with me. She did, she did, she did. <laughs> but, Hubert, she changed her mind. And all because of a little slip of paper in that suit you gave me. Slip of paper? Yes, it contains some very valuable information, see? I've invested all my money in AC&T, and so has everybody in Van Nuys. Even Dolores is upstairs now calling a broker. So, Hubert, take your paper back and go goodbye. <laughs> Why, he pushed me out of the house. I'd better look at this piece of paper. Why, it's a note I wrote. Reminder, be sure and buy AC&T today. Sure to move fast. A-C-N-T. I just wanted to buy a Cadillac and a trailer. I abbreviated it. <laughs> so Alan thought it was some inside information on a stock. Well, this calls for some villainy. Oh, it's you back again, Hubert, huh? Yes, yes. Alan, I want to prove to you that I'm a good sport. Oh, you admit that I outwitted you, huh, Hubert? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And to show you that there's no hard feelings, I'd like to invite you and all your friends over to my house tonight to celebrate your investments. Our investments? Well, that's pretty big of you, Hubert. We'll all be there. That's fine. Goodbye, Alan. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Mother, get out the beer glasses. I've got him over a bowl tonight. <laughs> We'll see how Alan's investment makes out in just a minute. Meanwhile, I'd like to talk about an investment you can make that's sure to reap a big dividend in healthier, brighter teeth. A more sparkling smile. It's Ipana. Try Ipana, friends, and see what makes it so popular with dentists everywhere. For dentists prefer Ipana toothpaste two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use, according to a nationwide survey. Why don't you, too, see how Ipana can help your teeth? Help your smile to a brightness and loveliness you never thought possible. Use Ipana this easy way. Brush your teeth with Ipana, then briefly and gently massage your gums. Ask your dentist. That same nationwide survey showed that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. Remember, Ipana is especially designed not only to clean your teeth, but with gentle massage to aid in the health of your gums. And firm, healthy gums are so important to sounder, brighter teeth to that more sparkling smile. So try Ipana and gum massage, as so many dentists recommend for your smile of beauty. the note in Hubert's suit was a reminder to buy some AC&T stock. And he got all his friends to invest their life savings. We know now that AC&T merely meant a Cadillac and trailer. In order to show Alan up, Hubert's invited them all over to his mansion. Let's join Alan and Jonathan as they approach the Updike estate. Jonathan, it's really wonderful Hubert to throw this celebration. I guess I've misjudged him. Oh, me lad, what a mansion he lives in. There's the Updike coat of arms on the door. Yeah, and right under is the family motto. First in war, first in peace, and first in the First National Bank. <laughs> Look, they've even got a statue of Venus on the front porch. Look, that's not a statue of Venus. Then who is it, my boy? Hubert's grandmother. She counted her money so much, she wore her arms off. <laughs> that's what Hubert told me, and I'll slug him for telling me. <laughs> Get the word, Yeah, I'll ring the bell. 
Oh, hello there, Jonathan. Ah, Hubert. Greetings, Mr. Uptight. Yeah, well, you're... You're <laughs> You're just in time, Alan. Everybody's inside getting boiled. Yeah. Getting boiled? You mean you're serving liquor? No, they're just getting boiled. I like everyone to be sanitary. <laughs> Hubert, why don't we... Why don't we join the other guests? Yeah, so right, right this way, Alan. Yeah, okay. Oh, there's my landlord. Hello, Mr. Bloodstone. Uh, hello, Alan. You're all dressed up formal tonight, Mr. Bloodstone. You're wearing your top hat, white tie, and thumb screws. <laughs> uh, Mr. Updike, I've, yeah. been, I've been looking over this magnificent house of yours. I'd love to foreclose the mortgage on a place like this. I'm a mean old skimp, and I love to save money, dimes, nickels, pennies, pennies, pennies. <laughs> oh, how vulgar. <laughs> Everybody else seems to be having a good time. Ah, look who else is here. There's a buzz busy name. Buzzy, busy buzz day. Having the best time of my life. Best time of my life. <laughs> best time of... All you're doing is sitting there staring at a bottle of 7-Up. Bottle of 7-Up? Is that what... A bottle of 7-Up? Of course it is. How do you like that? I've been applauding for an hour trying to get those dancers to come out behind those bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Dolores is here, too. Look how Dolores is dressed. Hiya, Dolores. Alan, do you like my off-the-shoulder gown? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, I'm crazy about that gown. Dolores, may I kiss your bare shoulder? Hubert, you're a cad. Well, if you won't let me kiss your shoulder, will you let me kiss mine? Ooh, how vulgar. Alan, now that all the guests are assembled, uh, can I have a word with you in, in private? Well, certainly, Hubert. Good. Uh, let us go into the next room. Next room. <laughs> Alan, uh, now that we're alone, I, I have something to tell you. You remember that slip of paper in my suit that said A, C, and T? You bet I remember, Hubert. Well, that was merely to remind me to buy a Cadillac and a trailer. Sure, and I told everything. <laughs> You wanted to buy a Cadillac and a trailer? Yes, it was the first of the month, and I had to deposit my money. AT&T stood for a Cadillac and a trailer? I thought it stood for stock. I got all those people out there to invest their money in... Yes, yes, and I'm going to show them what a fool you are. In just one minute, the latest stock quotations will be on the air. I'm going to call them all in this room and turn on that big radio there. Hey, I'll that stock goes down, they'll kill me. Alan Milan. Milan. Oh, Jonathan. I just heard what Hubert said. There's no time to lose. Get behind that radio. Behind the radio? Yes, my boy. We'll pull out the plug. When Hubert puts that radio on, we'll broadcast any stock quotations we want. But that's been done so much, Jonathan. Uh, quiet, Milan. They're coming back now. Quick, duck down and remain out of sight. Okay. Uh, and now, now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll show you what a fool that Alan Young is. We'll see what happened to AC and T as soon as I turn on this radio. They're broadcasting the stock quotations. And now for the latest stock quotations presented by the West's largest stockbrokers. Fuel in, fuel in, fuel in, and sun. <laughs> and now for the latest reports from all over the country, we take you first to the New York Exchange. Take it, New York. Prices steady on Holstein cows. Hold for a long pull. <laughs> and now to San Francisco. This is San Francisco. We now bring you the latest fishing stocks. Price is steady on halibut and salmon, but pikes have passed their peak. <laughs> and now we take you to Savannah, Georgia. 
up, Mama. Here's a flash from the cotton market. Cotton pajamas are falling apart. <laughs> In fact, the bottom has dropped out. That's Re- thirty all for tonight, all. Remain seated, folks. They'll get to AC and T in just a minute. Yeah. If you want to invest your money now, don't delay. Just listen to this testimonial from a happy couple who used our investment service. Oh, John, dear. What is it, Agnes? Just think. Last year at this time, all we had was a little house, a car, and $500. That's right, Agnes. Then we gave our money to that wonderful investment company. That was just one year ago, and look at us now, Agnes. Yeah. No house, no car, no $500. This is getting ridiculous. When are you going to get to AT&T? Not for a long time yet, Hubert. I mean... <laughs> oh, so it's you and your friend Jonathan. You're in back of that radio. Well, it won't work, Alan. I'll plug in that radio right now, and we'll really find out what happened to AT&T. Amalgamated Redwood down two points. Federal Iron down three points. AT&T... Up 35 points. Oh, heavens, I've been Gabriel Heater. <laughs> well, Hubert, what have you got to say now? Nothing, Alan. I know when I'm beaten. Oh, Mother, get the dinner off the floor. I turn the tables tonight. <laughs> Alan will be back in just a minute. Say, friends, if you're suffering from a cold right now, then you're interested in getting relief from your misery. So listen. Here's how you do it. Get Minute Rub, a really modern chest rub. Then rub Minute Rub on your throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed-up feeling in your nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen. Minute Rub is greaseless and stainless. Can't stain clothes or bed linens. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get relief from that annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. We'll see you all next week, friends. Thank you. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. The Alan Young Show began on NBC Radio as a summer replacement situation comedy in 1944. It featured vocalist B. Wayne. It then moved to ABC with Gene Gillespie portraying Young's girlfriend Betty. The program was next broadcast by NBC for a 1946-47 through 47 run, and it went off the air in 1948. When it returned to NBC in 1949, Louise Erickson played Betty, and Jim Backus was heard as the snobbish playboy Hubert Updike III. The show is a mixture of situation comedy, music, and stand-up jokes. In 1950, The Alan Young Show moved to television as a variety sketch comedy show, then took an 11-month hiatus in 1952. When it returned for its final season in 1953, the tone and format of the show changed into the more conventional sitcom. Alan Young was born in Canada in 1919. He came to love radio when bedridden as a child because of severe asthma. Young was a broadcaster for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. In 1944, he moved to American Radio with The Alan Young Show. His career had some ups and downs. In, ra- in radio, he was always the next up-and-coming big star without actually becoming the big star. But he had much more success when he moved to, f- to television, particularly with The Mr. Ed Show. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.